Hi, it's Jem. You're listening to episode 15 of season one of Life of Jem, My Life in the Inland Empire, based on my blog of the same name. This story is called Breakfast at Benji's, and it's an old school one. Enjoy about my waitressing days. Breakfast at Benji's. I waitressed for more than 10 years. After high school, junior college, while I was at UCR, and during my first year of law school. Name a restaurant, and I probably worked there at one point. I worked at sports bars, Mexican restaurants, barbecue pits, and even a coffee shop or two. I even worked at a hotel and delivered room service which freaked me out. I hated waiting in a room while a man in his robe searched for his wallet. I've seen way too many movies to do that for long. I quit after a few months. I still have waitress nightmares where I'm working all by myself with 30 tables. When I wake up, I have to shake myself and remind myself that it's not real. I especially remember Benji's, a coffee shop I worked at in my 20s. The uniform, get this, was a peach polyester wraparound skirt with a dark green apron and a peach polo shirt and ugly waitressing shoes. It was 1992. Annie and I lived in our own apartment on Benson and Arrow. My best friend and ex-roommate Melinda lived a few doors down. Annie decorated our apartment in Southwestern pastels. Our rent was subsidized by a low income program, so I think it was 500 a month. Annie had the master bedroom with the attached bathroom and I had the smaller room. Annie kept the apartment neat and clean and orderly. And although my bedroom was a mess with clothes stuffed under the bed, Annie tolerated it as long as the common areas were orderly. Annie worked in Ontario at a restaurant called Zendejas. She made a lot of tips at that place. I had to work at Benji's and I only averaged about 40 a shift. Benji's was only a half mile walk on Central Avenue. And I used to walk to work most days when Annette was working in my peach uniform. started out on the graveyard shift from 9 p.m. until 5 in the morning. On the graveyard shift, we served all the obnoxious kids and drunks on the way home from the clubs. It was a penance that you completed to get on the coveted breakfast or lunch shift. I suffered through, drank a lot of coffee to stay awake, and because I was always a kick-ass waitress, not humble about that, I got moved up early for good behavior. My favorite person at Benji's was a girl I'll call Dana. She was a curvy Puerto Rican blonde with green eyes and a sassy sense of humor. She taught me the ropes and we joked and laughed while we buttered our toast for our morning shift. One day I had to work a split shift. Let me explain what a split shift is. You work from 12 until three for the lunch rush and then you come back from five to eight for a dinner shift. 
That three to five was dead time where you clocked out and went home. It should have been called the fuck you over shift. On that day, I didn't go home, probably because I didn't want to walk. And I sat at the table and read a book. The other waitresses and all the regulars always teased me, calling me bookworm. The time went by fast, and at five, I went back on the floor. My dinner shift ended at eight, but I stayed late and finished my side work. After I cleaned and did my refilling of the salad bar, I decided, because it was dark, to call my dad to pick me up, because I knew Annie was working late that night. My mom and dad lived about 15 or 20 minutes away. Dad answered the phone. Jenny, I can't pick you up right now. I'm taping a movie. My dad was obsessed with taping for his VHS. He kept them in a swiveling wood cabinet. Fine, I'll walk, I told him, and hung up. I grabbed my sweater and made sure my tips were in my check holder and my apron. It was a short walk, and when I got home, in less than 10 minutes, I had to go to the bathroom. I unlocked my front door, ran to the bathroom, and when I walked out in my bra and skirt, I froze. There was a man in my living room. I had left the front door unlocked. want? I said to him. Who are you? He crossed my arms in front of myself, shivering. I looked at my apron lying on the coffee table with my tips. I didn't know whether I should try and grab them. The man was a young skinny guy, Latino. He looked at me with a strange vacant look in his red glassy eyes and said, I want you. Thought to myself. I gave up on my tips and using my instincts, I turned and ran into my sister's bedroom and locked her door. I grabbed her phone and then locked myself in her bathroom. The man pounded on the master bedroom door while I called 911. There's a strange man in my house, I said, hurry. The dispatch called me down and stayed on the line with me. Within five or ten minutes, an officer was outside the bathroom door. He said I could come out and that everything was okay. I shook as I opened the door to him. Once I put a shirt on, the officer interviewed me. My apron was missing, along with my tips and my house keys. Dad showed up at my apartment some minutes later. He had stopped recording MASH and stopped by Benji's to pick me up, but I had already left. He was almost crying and he hugged me. He apologized. I was a drama queen back then and I pulled away and told him I could have been killed. Even back then, I knew the definition of leverage. I would never have to beg for a home ride again. The next day at Benji's, I regaled all the regulars with my story and my lucky escape. I made light of the situation and acted tough. I could have taken that guy down, I told them. 
later that week, Annie and I changed the locks and we always made sure we locked the front door when we came home from then on. And that feeling I got while I waited in the bathroom, the feeling that I was all alone, it didn't go away for a long time. That's my story, hope you enjoyed it. Take care, live life to the fullest. New episode will be up soon. Have a great day.